Please stand as you are able. The Holy Gospel according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. And what has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. It's a little weird to say that still after the new year, but today is technically the 10th day of Christmas, so we would all be receiving 10 lords a-leaping whatever that means, right? But it seems weird. It seems so long ago that we celebrated Christmas, but it was just last week that we celebrated the birth of our Savior. We heard this story of the birth of Jesus Christ, which started out so humbly. A girl named Mary carrying the Savior of the world, Mary and Joseph arriving at an inn to find that there's no room. So they cuddle up in the barn while Mary is a full nine months pregnant then something happens. They find themselves caught up in the craziness that immediately precedes birth. Here, now, is the baby going to be okay? Will we raise him right? The anticipation of both mother and father continued to grow until finally a life is brought into the world. But not just any life, the Son of God. There's angels, there's stars, there's shepherds. What a night, what a beautiful and crazy life-changing night. But 10 days later, life began to settle in a bit. The following days after Christmas allowed these new parents to realize that their life will never be the same. So right now, we're caught in this in-between time in church seasons. We're caught in between what is still Christmas, so there's no wise men yet. That comes at Epiphany, which starts on Wednesday. We still get to rest in the realization here today, even in a new year, that our lives will never be the same again because of the blood, the sweat, and the tears of a young mother bringing God into the world. And as beautiful as it all is, 
It's rather strange to hear the Gospel of John read today. It's the very beginning of of John's Gospel. And from all appearances, it would seem that John knows nothing about angels or shepherds or stars or magi. To be honest, It doesn't even seem to appear that he knows anything about the birth story, Jesus' mother's name, or his earthly father. So why then do we read this particular scripture during our Christmas season? Well, because it captures the heart, the meaning, and the flesh of the Christmas story in a nutshell. It gives us a completely different look at what has changed because God takes on flesh. Growing up, I learned the importance of first impressions, right? You can never make a first impression, or you can never make, you never have a second chance to make a first impression. It would always run through my head. Well, the writer of the Gospel of John knows about first impressions too, The writer understands the importance of that opening chapter, and he lets that chapter set the tone for the rest of John's gospel. I mean, think of the confidence that it takes to begin your gospel by repeating the opening lines of Scripture itself. Like the author of Genesis, the writer of John is talking about creation too. God's new creation in Christ. The Word at the beginning made flesh here and now. The message version of the Bible, written by Eugene Peterson, writes it this way The Word was first, the Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. And what came into existence was life. And that life was light to live by. That life, light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness could not put it out. I love the confident note of hope that is put forth in these verses. On the one hand, it states a fact, right? Light is stronger than darkness. Even just a little bit of light can make a dark space enough so you can see. But it also is a promise to us. Even when it seems otherwise, even when we read the headlines that seem that darkness might be winning, the light continues to shine, and the darkness cannot overcome it and really not even understand it. There's this active quality to this verse that strikes as an accurate portrayal of what it's like to live out the Christian life. We live confident of the promise and hope that light is stronger than darkness, that love is stronger than hate, and that life is stronger than death. But that's not always what we see, what we read, what we hear, what surrounds us. Even when we believe it with all of our heart, 
that doesn't lessen the amount of struggle this life of faith entails for each and every one of us. But God knew what God was doing. So the gospel continues that this word became flesh and blood, right? The word moved in to the neighborhood, and we, get to, we got to see the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And we, we get to live off of that generosity, gift after gift after gift. We got the basics from Moses, but then this exuberant giving and receiving, the endless knowing and understanding, all of this came through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Because of our limitations, God became human so that we could see God face to face. In Jesus, God became accessible to each and every one of us. The eternal, all-powerful God became infinite and vulnerable in order to truly be available to each and every one of us. And because we have seen God in Jesus, we too have this bold faith to live with hope. And then we share with others the hope that was, is within us too. This hope is what keeps us going. A missionary in India had sent his 12-year-old son to the United States to attend school. When Christmas came around, he couldn't go back home, so the boy was invited to spend the time with a friend's family. As the boy was unpacking in his room, the mother of his friend came into that room. She noticed that already placed on the dresser was a frame with the boy's father and mother. She tried to get to know the boy more, and she started asking those usual questions. She looked at him after a couple of questions getting to know him, and she said, what would you like for Christmas? The little boy thought for a while, and then he walked over to the dresser, and he picked up that picture of his father and his mother, and he said, I'd like my father and mother to step out of this frame. Christmas, the holiday season, sometimes isn't the easiest thing for those who are away from the people that they love, maybe this year more than ever. We wished our families could just step out of the frames that we have of them. Well, on Christmas, thousands of years ago, God stepped out of the frame of time. The Word became flesh and blood and moved in to our neighborhood. That's why it's crucial that we hear these words of truth and grace. God is not one to sit back and take it easy. God is active. God is able. The writer of the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus has been part of creation from the beginning, and that this isn't the first time that God has stepped out of the picture frame of time. Because God has been working all along through covenants and laws and judges and kings and prophets, yet now God is getting more personally involved as the very word of God takes on human flesh 
and dwells with us in our own human sinful form because the world that has fallen into darkness needs light. And so God comes prepared to struggle, light against darkness, day against night, but the light shined in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The most incredible thing is that God didn't just step out of that picture frame 2,000 years ago and never again, not just in a manger a long time ago, but God continues to step out of the frame of time and into our present time as well. God still is creating what was once broken God is still restoring creation to what his original thought for us should be. Christmas reminds us of God's decision to come, to be one of us, to take on our own life so that we can have hope, so that we can share our life here on earth, so that we might enjoy God's eternal life. It is a promise that requires our active involvement every day. Because there's no worry too small, there's no challenge too great that God is not eager to share with us. God stands beside us. God is eager to equip, to empower, to share our worries and challenges, as well as our joys and our hopes with each other. Therefore, we are empowered to reach out beyond ourselves with hope, with light, and with life. Perhaps that's why the, the writer of the Gospel of John gives such measly attention to the details of Jesus' birth. This birth, this renewing of creation, is also happening here and now. So the writer of John may not know much about the details of the Christmas story, but he knows about the heart and soul of the birth of Jesus. The beginning of the Gospel of John is in many ways a hymn to the Word. The Word that created in the beginning creates again in Jesus and still creates in this world today. Howard Thurman wrote a beautiful poem called The Work of Christmas, and it fits right alongside of our Gospel today. He says, When the song of the angels is stilled, When the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in our hearts. So let us get to the work of Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Amen.